Ladies and gentlemen, boxing lovers and likers, welcome to the ultimate sibling rivalry, Bigs versus Bigs. This podcast highlights two brothers who've been debating, undercutting, and contradicting each other for years about the sweet science of boxing, and now they're finally here to settle the score right on this podcast, Bigs versus Bigs. In the blue corner, the cool, collected, self-proclaimed ladies' man, he's famous for dominating debates without raising a vocal decimal, representing the youngest sibling in every family worldwide, Christian the Slim Reaper Biggs. In the right corner, the borderline obnoxious, the man that has been rumored to be 3,000-0 in all boxing debates, the man representing for all big brothers all over the globe, Justin Big Time Biggs. Hello, 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 world. It is Christian Biggs, the Slim Reaper. Before we start... Howdy, y'all. That's Justin, you know. Big time bigs. We're big back. time? There he goes. Look, man. We have some important news. Mm-hmm. July 29th. <sighs> Saturday, to be exact. Yes, yes, yes. The same day that Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fight. We are both fighting. <gasps> the doubleheader. South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Don't miss it. In order to catch it, this is all you got to do. Mm-hmm. What they got to do? I know a lot of you will be there because you've been waiting to see us fight. And I can't wait to see you all there. But just put it in on your phone, plug it in the URL, countrybox247.com. And we will be there live on your screens. You heard me? Yes, it's for free. And it's the link is going to be in our bio. So follow us on, uh, follow me at Big Time Bigs and Chris at whatever his Instagram is. You're going to have to. Give me your ID because I really don't remember. I think it's like D'Angelo underscore Kristen or something like that. Don't confuse the people. It's yeah. Kristen D underscore Kristen D. Angelo. And you'll see my beautiful face right there. Down low, huh? Okay, yeah, huh? Okay. Yeah, huh? So enough with that, man. Let's get to the show, man. Oh, yeah. And also, guys, don't worry because you're probably thinking like, oh, but Jazz, if I watch your fight, I can't watch Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Nope. We'll be getting off right before that card starts. So you guys can watch us and you can watch them. Because we'll be watching it too. Because I know you <laughs> choose me over them. We know that. We know you, 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 know, you, know, you choose the Big Brother you know, every I mean, time. Yeah. But that's also a good fight. So watch that. Watch Go Bud and the Big Fish. Get it in. Now, in recent news, since we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, mm-hmm. we've been training so hard, you guys. But... Uh, a pretty good fight, a pretty a staple fight, a decent fight happened. Mm-hmm. A decent fight happened in the welterweight division. Okay, talk about it, Just. Yo, listen, that was a great fight. So we're going to talk about the Jerron Boots Ennis and uh, the Villa fight uh, on Showtime. And it, you know, show, like man, boxing is so amazing the way they do this. Right? It's so dope that it's just not one company that just does fights and one promotional company is a bunch of different ones. But what they did was they are showcasing boots because they're about to showcase the two best welterweights to see if he can match up with them. And from what we saw, look, man, boots looked incredible. Boots looked like they made him in a lab, like Roy Jones, like they took Roy Jones cells and said, yo, let's just make him Southpaw, not to, uh, you know, <laughs> just throw people off. He looked incredible. Um, 
Villa came to fight. Villa was doing some really, really good things. I think Villa's offense is limited as far as, um, he, you know, he was like he only could really hurt you with left hooks, but he had some decent defense. He was there all day in front of him. But um, in, uh, I forgot what round it was. I think around like seven or eight, Boots lands a, <sighs> Boots lands an overhand right that lands on the back of Villa's head. No, no, he lands a right hand and lands on his chin. Then he lands another overhand right that kind of landed on the back back of his ear, back of his head type of shot, which is kind of like a shot that I see that boots those. And when people go down, it tends to hit them in, in that area. And I feel like that's when the fight really, really changed from, okay, boots is going to go 12 rounds, but he's beating this guy up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about dirty tactics in boxing. Because now I'm starting to think, I actually hadn't seen the fight and I had to watch the clips. I was forced to surf the web and watch clips online. And from what I saw, Boots was outboxing him, picking him off at first, and then he started to open up and come forward and make it a toe-to-toe -to -toe match, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And wisely, his coach, his father said, box him, just keep boxing him. And as he boxed him, he still found those really good shots. But Romain Villa is tough, and he started to come on and land more punches and catch Boots in between. Yeah. And then it seemed like the game changer was the double right hand and the back of the head punch. <laughs> what I like to call the brain jammy or the brain stemmy. Brain stem. Because when you hit somebody back there, it's the, the, the whole reason why it's a legal punch is because it can disconnect the stem of your brain from your spinal cord and cause disorientation, confusion, or death. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, it or can. You know, or paralyzation. And that's why or paralysis, I, and, yes. And that's why I really, you know, I don't like this shot. Now, now, for me mentioning this, right, any fight I always mention, I try to mention stuff like this, you know, certain tactics, elbows, um, certain stuff like this, because it's, it's. do I think Boots Beast has got 10 out of 10 times? Absolutely. Do I believe there was, to me, it was an A-plus a, a plus, uh, performance. Definitely one of the best fighters, the best skilled fighters in the world. Could arguably say the most skilled fighter in the world. Um, right now, I can understand people say that. But in the past couple of fights, the same thing has kind of happened. And I think that, I don't want to think that this, I don't think it's like he's doing it on purpose. But we got to watch that in boxing, you know. I like, think he's doing it on purpose. If we see a guy, uh, yeah, I said it. Slim Reaper said it. I think he's doing it on purpose if, <laughs> because he's very good at it. He did it with Thomas Delorme. He did it with the unknown guy that he knocked out also at the back of the head when he was arguing with Earl Spence. And now he did it with Romain Villa. But if Villa. you're going to throw a jab, if I'm, if I'm throwing a shot, right, Chris, and I'm going for overhand, your head, you, you put your head down, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to throw an uppercut. Throw an uppercut, yeah. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I've seen I've seen that shot a lot too, and I'm like, I haven't taken it. Cause I'm like, nah, that might be the back of the head. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that shot too, and I was like, yeah, and you'll hear the commentator say it too. They'll say, oh wow, what a good shot. Yeah, right, right around behind the ear, because they don't want to say back of the head. But behind your ear is the back of your head, and you can't punch people there. I digress. Yeah. Because I want to talk about dirty tactics in boxing. Yeah, but but no, not, not to look, man. Boots is definitely, you know. I saw what I saw and I said what I said. You, you said the truth. And the guy is super talented. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe we'll take over um, 
that weight class. Well, let's talk about that because he may. Where's kind of where's kind of Ben? Because you know, I said there's kind of Ben, there's him. I don't I don't consider Stanionis elite, really. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the first segment of this show today is going to be the potential dirtiness of the welterweight division. Potential, because I'm not saying they're dirty, but I'm saying it's looking a little blurry and murky in that water. In the welterweight water, yes, it Let's is. Let's start with Conor Ben. Where's Conor Ben? Conor Ben is suspected of being currently banned mm. from fighting because of his doping. Mm. Yes. Allegedly. Not allegedly. He has been... His test, he his, did get caught with that stuff. His, yeah, his test, yeah, yeah, his test yeah, did yeah, not yeah. come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah. test results did not come up conclusively that he was clean, and that is why the fight between him and Chris Eubanks Jr. was canceled, and he fought, and Chris Eubanks fought Liam Smith instead. So it's not really alleged. It's that. Oh, you keeping it real today? Something's going on. Something's going oh, on. Oh, pastor's preaching today. So now. Uh, it, it, it's 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 likely that his out. promotions and his management are doing the dance right now okay. because they're supposed to come out with an official statement soon about what's going on with the state of Conor Ben's career, okay. and it's been postponed, it's been delayed, it's been it's been uh, uh you know bushed around. The beat is get the bush is getting beaten. Mm. You understand in the, in the circular in a circular fashion, mm-hmm. and so. That's what's going on with Conor Ben right now. Okay, so we got that. We got that with Conor Ben. In case anybody was wondering, <sighs> we got that with Conor Ben, and then you got the Virgil Ortiz thing on the help scare. He's fighting Stenionis. It's been rescheduled like twice, and you know Virgil has passed out. I want to say our prayers to, to to Virgil Ortiz, hoping that he makes a speedy recovery. Uh, not really sure what's going on with that. Um, and we you know, look, man, the guy's young. All knockouts. You know, he has an incredible motor, awesome shots. He was the one that I thought him, you know, him in boots. It's easy, you know, it's, it's like him, you know, baby Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, Shane Mosley type of rivalry I saw between those two. And, you know, you know, Ortiz knocks everybody out. So, and in you boots. actually told me the report of Virgil Ortiz. What was it he passed out at a weigh in or something or, or, or a press? Yeah, yeah, he passed out. What happened? Um, that, he has a he has a special condition. No, but what happened at the weigh-ins? So about just talk about that. What happened? Oh, oh they just told Stanionis that he passed out and he had to rush him to the hospital. It was, I don't think it was a weigh-in type of thing, but he he fainted and passed out, and he has some type of muscle deterioration uh, disease. And I read that that was the third time that happened. Third time with this particular fight, where some sort of health issue happened. With Virgil Ortiz, and yeah. he had to pull out of the fight. I, listen, man. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. And I, I hope that it's not anything, you know, too too serious. But with, with, with looking at that, bro, it may be the weight loss, and maybe maybe make going up to weight will help out. But this weight class is looking wide open. For, yeah. Oops. Well, I was wondering that too, but then I did research. I did some research, and listen, and did listen. Some research? Yeah, yeah. I did some research to find out exactly what happened because I didn't see this report. I didn't see it. But, but, the condition that Virgil Ortiz has come down with is called, excuse my mispronunciation, rhabdomyelitis. 
Rhabdomyolosis. Rhabdomyolosis, which is when a fluid is produced because your muscles are failing and your kidneys basically it fails to process that that uh Jeez, that man. liquid or like a like a toxin. It's a toxin that your body starts to perform because your muscles are basically breaking down. Oh, which really man. sounds horrible. It even sounds really painful. It sounds really painful. Yeah, it releases a protein into the blood, the tissue, because it's breaking down. And it's called myoglobin. And the myoglobin can damage the kidneys. Wow, it's horrible. I really hope that uh, Verge is okay. I really hope and pray that Verge is okay because it's a great fighter. Yeah. But then I wondered to myself, I said, wow, that's weird. He's young. Why might that be happening to him? And so I further my Googles and I look up if there's a, a link between uh, uh, that disorder, the rab, rhabdomyolosis, and uh, performance enhancement drugs, right? And voila, there is. They say that anabolic steroids can lead to rhabdomyolosis. And then I say, wow, what is going on with these welterweights? I, I don't want to say Potentially, that. Yeah, yeah. potentially yeah, yeah. something's going on. Yeah. But I hope it's not because I love this sport. Let's keep the sport clean, man. Let's keep it clean. I hope people aren't pressured to do. But then, if you think about it, man, it's like, you know, if 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 I know that everybody's on it, if you think other people are using it, you're gonna start doing it, and it makes everybody do it. And you know, I could just watch boxing and look at certain guys, but I've been in the boxing my whole life, and say, yo, man, I think you know, something's a little funny about this guy. You know? Yeah. All right. It's the eye test. But then sometimes the eyes fail you. And fighters who you may never have ever thought they are even touched the stuff, they're just, just brimming in their bloodstream. Yeah, like the situation with Canelo Alvarez. You could have never told me that. I'd have never thought. I'd have never as thought. As tired that. as he was, you know, like, what do you, you, you got to get some better. I'd have never thought that for a second. <laughs> Not a second in my mind I'd have thought that. So, that's get... the dark side of the sport, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. That's the dark side of the sport. That's not funny. People get hurt, you know, but this is potentially what's going on. Potentially. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Spence versus Crawford. Really should be Crawford versus Spence. I think. Spence is more popular, but it should be Crawford versus Spence. The betting odds are in Crawford's favor, y'all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you bet $300 on a draw, you'll win $4,800. Yes, you will. So, I don't know. Everybody at Vegas odds are picking Crawford to win, man. I didn't really see that coming. I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. But as the fight creeps closer and closer, I think people are starting to really think about the skill level that, that it takes to be the best. And this fight, is this fight for the best? I think this fight is for the best. In the world? In the world. You know what? No. The global best. I think it is. I think that Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in the world, right? I think that Crawford is a 135, was a 135 pounder, who's came to 147. I think he's really proven enough that he's the best in the world. If Errol Spence beats him, right? I'm looking at it like this. Errol Spence 
is not necessarily he's a bigger man. He's not necessarily like the best. Like like Bavol beat Canelo. Do I think Bavol is better than Canelo? No. I think Bavol is just bigger. So you're saying that in a boxing match, uh-huh. the winner doesn't necessarily mean that they're the better fighter. Not necessarily, because think about it, bro. I could be the best light. I could be. I could. I could have the most. Be the most accomplished light heavyweight in the world, and lose to a heavyweight. Does that mean that that guy's better a fighter than me? No, it just means that he was bigger. I went up too much. I couldn't. That's why we have weight classes. You feel what I'm saying? No, because that definitely means that they were better than you that day at that weight. At that weight, you're better than me. But that don't mean you're number one pound for pound. The best fighter in the world. Can I say that Errol Spence is the number one pound for pound fighter when you have other people jumping weights and doing stuff? I don't really, I don't really but see. But Terence Crawford seems very strong at this weight. He seems very comfortable at this weight. He's not going back down to one forty after this. Maybe he's the one guy he can't beat at one forty seven. Maybe one, maybe this guy at one forty seven is just too strong, too big. You feel what I'm saying? We saw that with Canelo Alvarez at one sixty eight, bro. At one seventy five. Oh. That was 175. 175. That was- so if Charlo beats, if Terrence Crawford beats Errol Spence and Charlo beats Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, does that mean Charlo is a better fighter than Terrence Crawford? Not at 154, but at mm-hmm. 147, if Errol Spence beats Terrence Crawford, that means Errol Spence is better than Terrence Crawford on that day at that time in the world. Just at that weight. At that day, at doesn't that time. Doesn't mean he's a better world. fighter, though. And yeah, I guess it does. At that, at that time, on this day, when they were scheduled to fight, he was the better fighter. That's what I think. No, 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 no. So, Irrefutable. So, 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 if, if, uh, no, now in a way comes up and fights Javonta Davis at 135, Tank is better, is a better fighter than in a way? That's at 35. And he's too big. Yeah, but I'm saying this though, right? Because of the fact that Terrence Crawford has had several fights at this weight, beating Sean Porter, knocked him out. Some something that Errol Spence could not do at that same weight. I think he settled in, into that weight enough to where it's like you can't say, "Oh, he's the bigger man." And you, I, I don't see that excuse being. So Errol Spence is the number one pound for pound fighter if he beats Terence Crawford on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nah, man. Well, don't you get about that? Yeah, man. I can't. I can't say that. He beat. He beat the. If you beat the best guy, okay. What in what fashion does matter though too? If it's a close fight, he gets it because you know it's on his promotion. The, the, the once again the dark side of the sport, then it's like ah in my mind ah. But if he goes in there and stops Terence Crawford, beats Terence Crawford, breaks his face or anything something like that, beats him into submission. I'm like yeah he's better. Like, I don't think Tiafimo Lopez or um or or Devin Haney is better than Lomachenko. I think they're better than Lomachenko at 135. Tifi Lopez was just too big for him. Tio, namely, that fight was close to me, period, anyway. Both of them were very close. That fight was close. Yeah, both of them were. The, the Lomachenko-Devin Haney fight wasn't that, that close to me. It wasn't close. He just lost. Devin, Devin Haney got beat that night by Lomachenko. I, that wasn't close to me. It wasn't close? No. There was still some rounds I can go out. It wasn't close. No. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're Not, right. To me, it wasn't. But, but, That's but, my but, opinion. But even, okay, even if Devin would have dogged him out, I'd have been like, you know what, man? I, I can't say you're a better, he's a better fighter. You're a, you're definitely a great fighter, but you're just better. And that weight, he was just too small. You know it's a different saying? argument, too. Like, better fighter or better than him? 
He's, a, he, 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 he's better than him right now. You feel what I'm saying? Because, but that's the a better ace. fighter overall, and the guy that wins the fight are two different things. I think. Terry Norris stopped. Uh, just Terry Norris. Norris better than um. Sure, right Leonard. Leonard. At that time, yes. On that day, yes. Is he a better fighter? Like better body overall. Work? Better. So Errol Spence no. was. Is he is Errol Spence beats him on Saturday? Is he better overall than? No. Terrence Crawford. No. If they had a video game rating, whose rating would be higher? Terrence Crawford. That's what I think. Terrence Crawford. So you're saying that he's just better than him right now. It's going to decide who's best right now. Yeah, he beat him. He's uh-huh. better than him, yeah. Okay, okay. I hear what, I, I what you're saying. So what's your prediction? That's an interesting topic, though. Interesting topic. What is my final prediction three days ahead of the fight? I think this. I think that Terrence Crawford, at the very least, hurts Earl Spence badly, outboxes him, <coughs> um, counterpunches him, um, makes him look average. <clears throat> That's what I think. I think I think come Saturday, July 29th, Terrence Crawford makes Earl Spence look average. You had Spence before. That's funny you say that. Who? I never had Spence. Spence before. I never had Spence. I'm going to have to pull up the clip. You had Spence. Pull up the clip. I never had Spence. I said that Spence is, is a... That was before the Sean Porter fight. I don't know what you're talking about. See, he's trying to do some slick, slick, slick nonsense. I said before the Sean Size Porter fight that, that Spence has done more at welterweight than Terrence Crawford had. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so look. This fight's going to be an interesting fight, man. As my man Adrian Broner said... They're going to fight this. They're going to fight the crap out of each other. He said the S words. I'm not going to say that on live radio. But uh, <laughs> I think that, I'm that this, they will. I'm looking at this fight and I'm going, yo. <sighs> the signing of Canelo just totally changed everything for me. He's PBC? Canelo signed the PBC. He's fighting Jermel Charlo. Then I believe he's fighting Jermel Charlo. Then he's fighting. Errol Spence. And PBC, right? Check it out, check it out, check it out. They don't even have all of Terrence Crawford's knockouts, Buzz knockout clips on freaking uh, Showtime. This is a Errol Spence promotion in reality, bro. Like, this is not... Like, he he has to go in there and knock Errol Spence out, and that may be a tall order, man. That um, is very hard to do. So I'm looking at, like, he has to go in and knock him out. Or guess what's going to happen? They're going to do something. They're going to do a robbery, I feel like. I feel like I'll leave it, I'll be leaving that fight like this. Dang, Errol, Terrence Crawford did a great job. He won, right? But however little, bro, if it's, like, by a punch, if he won by a round, he has to win by, like, yo, he has to win. Seriously, my man going to have to win, like, Nine rounds off the fight, bro. Nine rounds he's going to have to outwork Errol Spence. Hurt him. Knock him out. He can't have any swing rounds on Saturday. None. Errol Spence can have swing rounds. Because I already know what it's hitting for. Think about what's been going on in boxing right now. Roly Romero. Devin Lomachenko. Maxi Hughes Cambosis. 
they, you know what's about to happen. They're not messing up this mega fight, Errol Spence versus. Guess you know Errol Spence versus Canelo does, bro. It makes Errol Spence into 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 Floyd Mayweather. He beats Canelo. He's a mega, 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 mega star, and they need that. They need him to be that that feel like Floyd. That Floyd. Question: Does Terence Crawford sign to PBC if he beats Errol Spence? I don't think he signed to PBC. Does he do it if he beats Errol Spence? Can you not see Al Heyman saying, yo, come on, let's get this big bag, this Canelo fight? If he knocks him out, but then he doesn't, I don't think he wants to sign with them, bro. He's not signed to PBC. He's his own promoter. I don't believe he signed with Al Heyman. He signed by himself. And he wants to fight Jermel Charlo next. It does not sound nice. I ain't going to 163 to fight Canelo. Errol Spence on record has said he's going to, he will go to 168 to go fight freaking Canelo. 54? Oh, Errol Spence. 68 oh. to fight Canelo Alvarez. That's what that's what Errol, Errol Spence said, bro. So how are we going to like, how, how are we going to get away from that? It's a bad, Chris, it's a big bag of money that he's going against. He's fighting the ref. He's fighting the judges. He's fighting the world. You got you to gotta understand what's going on here, man. And now I'm asking him to hit, Errol Spence with a right hand and knock him out. I, I, I've never really seen... I've seen Errol bust. I've never really seen Errol knocked out like that. He has to really dog this dude out, man. And that may make him get over, you know? And I did look at one thing, too. I looked at when he fought Kel Brook. The jab kind of had his eye a little puffy. I could see Errol's jab kind of getting his eye a little puffy or something. And, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, look, I'm going with this. I'm going with Terrence Bud Crawford to win. And I thought by knockout, but I'm like, he's smart enough not to get knocked out. But I'm going to, I'm going to watch this fight and believe that Terrence Crawford won. And I believe it's going to end in a draw or a robbery. But I think Terrence Crawford won. I believe this is a triple G Canelo Alvarez situation all over again. So there's nothing that, I don't know, bro. Terrence Crawford coming into this fight has 10 straight knockout victories. He does. Terrence Crawford coming into this fight has knocked out Sean Porter, the unknockoutable. That was crazy. The the no matter who fights him, he looks horrible. Yeah. Sean Porter. Yeah. The Porter way. Stopped him, knocked him out. Sean Porter came on record saying. An exclusive interview, who is better between Keith Thurman, Terrence Crawford, and Errol Spence? He said, I'm knocking Errol Spence out the way first. It's between Keith Thurman, the amazing boxer in his, in his heyday. Not currently, but all in their primes. Keith, Keith Thurman in his heyday. Terrence Crawford, which is in right now, which is his prime, who's better? He said, it's close, but I got to go with Bud. I got to go with Terrence Crawford. It's just hard to doubt Terrence Crawford. Yeah, you know when it was Gamboa, Gamboa was a bigger star. Gamboa was the guy that you could knock him down, but he's gonna get up and he's gonna knock you out. Yeah. And Terrence Crawford knocked him out and for in Omaha. The birth of a star. Yeah. Knocked out Jeff Horn, knocked out Felix Diaz, knocked out Thomas Delorme, Delorme De Jean. The list goes on. Knocked out Jose Benavidez. All these guys are tough guys. Knocked out Agus Kavayaskis. Me machine, undefeated fighters, all these guys, hard fights. Never been knocked out before. Never even been dominated before. And Terrence Crawford went in there and dominated all these men Victor and Postal, more. Yeah. Victor Postal dropped him twice. Uh, outboxed him for the rest of the fight. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That's the last guy he didn't knock out was Vista Postal. Kel Brooks, Amir Khan. Stopped Kel oh. Brook easily. Knocked out Amir Khan easily. Amir Khan was beating everybody before he got knocked out. He was. Now look. He wasn't winning. Everybody has reasons why Terrence Crawford's resume is not what it. But all those names, if you watch boxing at all, you've heard of all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard of at least half of them. Yeah. And and and, and out of out of the, the almost 10 of them I've named, 80% of those guys are Olympic fighters. Now that's that's not people, oh, amateurs don't matter. See, so so often in boxing people we scoff, say. we scoff at things and we say, that doesn't matter. This guy's a bum. Who was he? Well, you get in there with him then and you do it. Yeah. You knock all those guys out. You make those guys quit. Phyllis and punish gave, him. You know, he gave Lamont Peterson some trouble, man. Yes, he did. So did Jerry John. Jerry John too. Those guys are really, really, really tough, tough guys. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I, you know what, man? Sean Porter alone. Just that one name will make you a star, will make you an almost invincible sort of fighter. But you're right, because as I'm watching the Showtime All Access, I'm not really seeing a lot of Terrence Crawford. Me neither. I'm not really seeing him talk. I'm not really seeing I'm not really seeing him express himself. I'm not really seeing him videos of him working out. I'm seeing a lot of Errol Spence and Errol Spence's family. I'm barely seeing Terrence Burke Crawford's family. Yeah. Why am I only seeing Terrence Crawford in, in the gym? Where's mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford in his house? Like I'm seeing Errol Spence at his house. Bud is an opponent. You're not wrong saying what you're saying, mm-hmm. but it's just so hard for me to doubt. But he's done that so many times. But, but it's but it's hard to ask for him to do it again. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I like I, I like I'm not saying I don't believe, bro, because you know he beat Brutus Prescott. He, can't, he every he's you know maybe maybe immensely, bro. This is where he likes to be. He said he loved it. He said he loved being the underdog. He's always the underdog. Seriously, man. Like he's always like he's been this. Situation. Hey, just he don't like that stuff. But it's like, I'll be real with you, man. But he, he's a, ain't no one earth that man like that stuff. I don't think he, you know what, man? I don't think Bud's gonna let him beat him, bro. <laughs> I think he'll have to kill Bud to beat him, bro. I, and he, he, I think he's up on the body shots. He's up on a lot of things. I think that he has to watch that that, that right hand from the right uppercut from Bud. He got to watch the straight right hand. He got to watch some switch. What's up, everyone? Stacey Ike here from the Human to Human podcast and Recovering Perfectionist. If you're looking to explore your interpersonal relationships, have a safe space to reflect without shame, and deep dive into the many layers of being human, then come hang out with me on the Human to Human podcast where I go deep with your favorite celebrities, tastemakers, and thought leaders. Be sure to check out and subscribe to Human to Human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two, brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. I'll see you there. And there's a lot that he got to... He he, he he gotta watch out. So whoever wins, bro, do you think do you see do you see uh who's next for those Terrence Crawford and, and Errol Spence? Do you do you think that it should be um drawn in this? Do you think he's ready? Do you think that it's No. No, I don't think that Jerron Boots Ennis is ready for Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence right now. I think that he should fight one of them other guys, one of them other young upstarts who undefeated records. Check it out. It's not that I don't think he's ready. It's not that I couldn't see a, a reality where he beats one of them. I just feel like it wouldn't be anything for them guys to gain. You the, fight don't ma- the fight don't make sense. It don't, it, don't, it don't make sense. And this, this fight actually here right now between Earl Bud and, 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 uh, and Spence, it's promoted horribly, man. Like, I feel like, man, everywhere I should go on buses, I should see their face. I believe that people are excited about This is like a word of mouth type fight. What are they doing? This is disgusting, man. They're promoting it a lot on social media. But this is a fight that should be in the paper. 
This is a fight that should be on ABC, NBC. Yeah, like... It should be on CNN. It should be on yeah. Fox 5. They should be on Wild and Out doing the appearance. They should be on Wild and Out. Yeah, like... They should be on everywhere. Yeah, like, what is going on, This is man? a fight that I've been seeing posted. And yeah, and, and, but look, man, I will say this. GQ, I I, yeah. I blame the fighters this time. Nah. I don't do that a lot. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna, people don't like to hear it. I'm going to say it, though. Because not... I don't need to see y'all talk trash, per se, but they have to build the tension up. And it is and it is the promoter's job to do all the things. Everything aforementioned, all that new stuff, it is in the bus fare and all that, all the promotion otherwise. But they're supposed to give us something to grab on outside of the fact that this is just a great fight. I mean, bro, man, the Holyfield ain't do that. He was a huge star, bro. All they had to do was knock people out. That's what they've been doing, bro. It should just be everywhere. You should be like, yo, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Now, people are talking about it, Don't get me wrong. But they're not making it as important. Like, I need it's more... It's not mainstream. Yeah, I need more commercials. I need them... To, they should have been making appearances about, like, two months ago. They should have been... Now, give me... In Vegas, I'm sure I haven't seen yet, but in Vegas, they're probably doing their thing. What about the rest of the world, son? Yeah, like, I'm true. just saying, like, they got to stop, bro. Like... It's popular TV shows they should have been on. They should have they should have been so oh, y'all fighting? We're gonna put y'all both on this show so you can get an appearance. Like ESPN, it, yeah. Like, yeah, like ESPN, man. Like ESPN's talk about this every day. They should be on ESPN talking about this. They should have had a cameo in a movie. Even. A movie should have yeah, like I don't mm. know, just some creative marketing, man. Like fight of the yo, the biggest fight of the last 30 years. And it's just like, okay, it's this is significant. The bet, like, and, and this is another thing which was a kick in the in the groin to this fight, right? These guys are so ready to gravitate out with the old and with the new, right? I watched. I got up. This, I got up in the morning, eight a.m. to watch the NOA fight versus Fulton, and you know what? I was wrong. I said on here, Fulton was going to slip away. I said Inouye would win, but Fulton would really win. But Inouye would get the nod. Inouye destroyed him and knocked him out. Made him look like, you know, and, and poor Fulton. I'm, you're so brave, Fulton. I appreciate you, man, to, for boxing. You're an incredible fighter. But this guy, Inouye, is just something from the, the depths of hell. This guy is a monster, right? And... Now, people are saying, ESPN writers, Kriegel, no, Joe, Joe Justator, uh, Cop, Copper, Copperland, ESPN writer, oh, in a way, is the best fighter in the world. Okay. What well, in a way is doing, Terrence Crawford has been doing this for eight years now. Dominating in this fashion, that in a way win would have been is 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 almost as big as when Terence Crawford beat Gamboa. He beat Burns, went to this country to beat Gamboa, and he went on a rampage of just knocking everybody out. Right? Uh, in a way, is it, it is going to be the number one pound for pound fighter as Terence Crawford ages, as certain people age. Right? He's a little younger. But to do that is why there's no sig significance to the number one pound for pound list anymore in boxing, bro. 
Like, we need a real person that makes this freaking list. We got to vote on this list. That's crazy. It's taken away from it because nobody was like, he's number one pound for pound. 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 Like, let's really get a real list here together. Like, is there any freaking discrepancy between MVP each year in, 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 freaking, um, in freaking basketball? On no, football? No, there is not. What is wrong with these people? Well, his pound for pound list. But why? Okay, now, now what is the... In a way, it's incredible. But but I, we, we get what you're doing, ESP. We get what these guys are doing. Look, Terrence Crawford left, left uh, that, that promotion company over there. So now they're pushing two fighters to be the best fighter in the world. Shakur Stevens and Inoue. Right? And Inoue is producing a knockout. Shakur is winning but can't get the, 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 the big names in there. But yes, in a way, is the real deal. In a way, probably is going to is number two pound for pound. But I cannot put him over Terrence Crawford, who's who's already undisputed and is about to be has a chance of being two time undisputed fighter. What, under, what Terrence Crawford is fighting for is not for the number one spot. Terrence Crawford is fighting for to be one of the greatest fighters ever and one of the greatest welterweights ever, arguably. If he wins this fight, I believe he may have done more at welterweight than, than Floyd Mayweather. <clears throat> I need him to beat. If he beats Errol Spence, becomes two-time undisputed and hasn't been an undisputed championship since champion since Zab Judah. Can we I, I probably can say this guy's one of the best welterweight. He's up there. It's, it's like him, Leonard, Hearns. And uh, 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 him, Leonard Hurts, Duran, and Floyd. Um, so, you're right, but then you're wrong. You're right, but then you're wrong. What, what, what Nalia in a way just did was demolish... Stephen Fulton from the round from round one proved he was a better boxer this night. Proved he was a better counterpuncher. Proved he had better IQ and ring intelligence and setups, counters, and of course he was a more powerful fighter and slicker. The slickness I didn't see coming, but the power we all knew that was was apparent. When you compare Naoya Inouye to Terence Crawford. That fight right there was this. This is what it was. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm listening that to you. fight was this. That fight was when Terrence Crawford went up to 147 pounds and beat Jeff Horn for the WBO. Uh uh for, for the for the for the WBO welterweight title in his first fight at welterweight, mm-hmm. who had just defeated Manny Pacquiao. At welterweight. Okay. That's what this fight was. Allegedly. And destroyed him in nine nine in nine rounds. You beat Pacquiao allegedly. Out wrestled Jeff Horn, bullied Jeff Horn, and stopped Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. That's what that fight was reminiscent of. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys don't already know, now you're in a way was undisputed at 118 pounds uh when he defeated Paul Butler. 11 rounds and 11 round stoppage then went up this next fight versus Stephen Fulton the unified 
WBL, WBO and IBF world no WBO and WBC world champion. Okay. He knocked him out eight rounds. Okay. In incredible fashion. Okay. Now, is Stephen Fulton as talented as Jeff Horn? Not really, but the, the resumes are kind of similar. About 18, about 18 fights and so on. Jeff Horn had done, I mean, Jeff Steven. And Stephen Fulton had, eight, had, he had, beat, had 20, he beat no 20 wins. Right, that's what I'm saying. But he did beat uh, Angelo Leo and he did beat um, Brendan Figueroa. So... That's the, that's that that that's the, the similarities between the two, but this is the difference between now Inoue and Terence Crawford. Inoue, from his fourth fight, has been a world champion in fought in world championship title fights. Has a resume of twenty and zero in world championship title fights. Absolutely. Up until now, that was his twenty fifth win, his twenty second knockout versus Stephen Fulton. Okay. I believe this is the difference, though. Terrence Crawford had a much harder road to being 39 and 0 with 30 uh, knockouts. Uh, absolutely. In a way, has being 25 and 0 with 22 knockouts. Just because of the weight and the sizes, the well, the, the 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 lightweight, the super lightweight, and the welterweight divisions are much more stacked than mm-hmm. than than I believe the flyweight, um, the bantamweight. Uh, and super bantamweight division are. So yeah, you're right. But I just had to clarify that. To be exact. Yeah, but I compare that win more to like to Gamboa. I, I compare it more that to That was his first weight class though, Gamboa. That was uh, Terrence Crawford's first weight, uh, first weight class. Crawford, uh, 135. I just looked it up. Yes. His first weight class. Okay, yeah, that's his first. But I just think that this is a marquee win for like well, me Donaire is a marquee win for him. Jeff Horn. Eh, yeah, Donaire was more, more like a gamble. I actually think Jeff Horn was more accomplished than uh Jeff Horn kind of was more accomplished than uh Fulton. Than Fulton, yeah. I think Jeff Horn might have been more 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 accomplished than him. I must I must say. In a way. But uh, to each his own. Apples and oranges. You're, enti- for sure. you're, enti- you're definitely entitled to your opinion. Apples and oranges for sure. I'm not gonna be mad at you. So what do you think about that Kimbosis uh Maxi fight? I don't think about it. I don't think about it. It was a boring fight. Yeah. I never thought much of uh, of 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 Cambosis, George Cambosis. Mm-hmm. I never did. He shocked the world when he beat Tiafimo Lopez, but realistically speaking, he's not on the top of my list at 135. It's a fight that they made. You know, Maxi Hughes, he did good. He's an intelligent boxer. Mm-hmm. But I really think Maxi should have did more in order to really win that fight. Did Maxi win the fight? Absolutely. I don't think George Cambosis really won that fight, but I think the fight was pretty close. Yeah, I think Maxi might have won that fight. It was uh, close, though. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Maxi might have won that fight. Especially toward the later rounds, after round six, after George Cambosis got hurt with those multiple left hands at Maxi, yeah. he pressed the action and landed more punches and threw more punches. And, you know, I, I just kind of thought that, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard though. It's hard the to do. The best part of the fight is when he was arguing with Shakur. And um, I just felt like Shakur's like, you know, he watched him, his kids want to fight Cambosis, he's not on his level, which sounded really good. You know, and uh, he says he would stop Gambosis. Gambosis is a hard guy to stop, you know? And uh, I think that Shakur be hitting him with all types of stuff. I do believe that. 
But, um, you know, like, Kambosis is just not, you know, most of his wins were split decision wins. He's just never been that good. I think we just saw the best Kambosis that night with Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. And uh, I think that he's a guy that's an overachiever, a solid fighter. But, you know, the disrespect was just kind of a lot, you know. And I think that um, he didn't deserve that. This guy was an undisputed champion. He he said, look, he both said something. He said, look, man, he said, I beat, I beat Teofimo Lopez. Show me some respect. You know what I'm saying? And I would have fought him for free. No matter what, I think Cambosis does deserve respect. For sure. Like we shouldn't he fought him. He actually he actually fought every he fought him, then he fought Devin right after. He didn't have to do that. I believe he should have waited to fight Lomachenko. But he took on the best uh people possible at the time. And now he gets no respect. Sort of how we deal with Tiffy Lopez. Once Tio lost, people wrote him off. Uh, he lost to like like when you're fighting. People, Ryan Garcia did it too. When you're fighting the guys, bad things can happen. Roley's a clown, a clown now, people are saying, but it's like, yo, he fought freaking Javonta Davis. And he got clipped. Who have you guys fought? You know, realistic, at first I was like, yeah, Shakur is right. But then I kind of thought, like, Shakur beat Oscar Valdez, great win. But what is indicating that, you know, and now you have the Devin Haney fight, which Devin offered you 25%, which was disrespectful, I believe. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, maybe you should you should take it. You know, it's it's not right, but take it, beat them, take you know, t- take the spot. But I, how do you feel about that twenty five percent offer? I think sometimes when you don't really want to fight someone, instead of saying you don't want to fight them, you'll say something outlandish. Like take twenty five percent. I think he has a reason for not wanting to fight him. But then, but then his yeah. But at the same time, you know, people deserve what they deserve. You know, you know, people deserve what they deserve. They deserve to get the money that they're worth. And if it so happens, like 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 Mauricio Suleiman says that Shakur is actually the bigger draw, then he'll deserve about a fifty fifty. For that fight. And to say he gets 25% is just kind of like, I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think that's a little, that's a a bit much. That's wrong. I just look at this, right? Well, I respect um, Errol Spence and, well, Terrence Crawford so much. Terrence never really chased anybody that was older than him. He chased Errol Spence, who was younger than him and more in his prime. And even to say Chase is a... Chase is not. He just said, okay, well, it's just like me and you now. I tried just, to fight him, and if he didn't want to fight, he fought whoever else. I just feel like when you are... um, Like, like Errol, remember Errol Spence wanted to fight Keith Thurman? I remember Keith Thurman was trying to fight Paulie Malignaggi. Yeah. And being very aggressive and very disrespectful. Right. You know? Which I understand when you want to fight these champions. Like, let's get it on, man. Da-da-da, right? But we kind of knew at that point, like, Paulie came from a low weight. Could Paulie do good? Yeah. But I just felt that moment, like, what did Keith done to that point to deserve a Paulie fight? You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't have that energy when you're on the way up. And then when you get there, you don't want to fight certain people. Like, Keith Thurman is different. Now that Boots wants to fight Keith Thurman, Keith's energy is different. But when Keith wanted to fight Floyd, right? And certain guys. Remember that? Uh-huh. Then Keith gets in position. 
Then Errol Spence wants to fight him. He ignores him like he doesn't exist. Right. And then after he ignores him, he's below Errol Spence. Now he wants to fight Errol Spence. He, so he says. And then Boots wants to fight him. He, he's like ignoring Boots. And he says, well, I'll fight Boots if I have to. So it's kind of like you might shouldn't do that type of stuff. Unless you just want to fight everybody. Unless you want to fight anybody. So now that I see this, I've also seen, you know, Devin was like, wanted to fight Robert Easter. He wanted to fight Adrian Broner. Broly. Everybody. It's like, Lomachenko, yeah. I, I think, yo, man, like, you got you to gotta fight this guy. Like, it's just. I get, I get Shakur wanting all those belts, right? But I also think, like, I think a more exciting fight would be Shakur Stevenson versus Javante Davis. I think he's the guy to beat at the weight, even though Devin has the belts. Yeah, he he is. Tank is the guy. Tank is the guy. But I just feel like, oh, you know, look, I think because of Shakur's hype around him is 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 good. He's a really good buzz. He's a pretty good fan base. Really good fan base. I think he definitely could fight with the eye test, but I do think he needs a notable one at one thirty five to fuck, to mess with Tank. But Devin, I see like that could happen right now. I think that Tank is on a different level, like a pay-per-view star type of level. You feel me? I get that. I get that. I think I think the pay-per-views would do pretty good. I don't think they would do as nowhere near Ryan Garcia and he did, but I just, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they should just fight each other, man. I think yeah, everybody they're not pay-per-view. I think everybody should just fight each other. Everybody should. But 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 look, Shakur is not pay-per-view. Devin's not pay-per-view yet. So it's like y'all gotta fight to get the beat. Take like like figure out who's best, become pay per view. Because look at it, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. You think that fight will make them pay per view though? I don't think so. They have to eliminate each other, bro. I think one of them has to beat the dog stuff out of the other one. And it might happen. Bloody bad. One of them or, guys or might beat the dog. One of them might beat the dog. But they look, look. If Devin, if Devin beats him, Shakur and Lomachenko, now you can say, yo, he might be pay per view, man. He's he's bringing a crowd. He took two fan bases. You feel me? If he could beat Shakur decisively, and it's the time now to try to beat the, beat Shakur while he's getting used to the weight. You feel me? Look who Tank has already beat two major people at 135, man. Roley and Ryan Garcia. Like he already beat two dudes that are that are names within this young generation. He actually doesn't have to fight. Like I said, he was gonna it's like he's gonna fight Little B out. A good win, another great win. But the guy, you know, he can't compete with Tank. It's gonna knock, it's gonna knock him out. But it's another Personal. At this point, I think that's a stay busy fight. I don't really. It's a stay it's busy a fight. Great, it's definitely, definitely a stay busy fight. It's not a great one. It's a stay busy fight. Chris Colbert. It's a talk. It's a talk junk sell sell tickets fight, type of thing. It's a keep. It's a keep tank busy fight. Keep tank busy fight. Coming out of jail. Can't come out of jail. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me because he, you know, Chris Colbert, he lost to Jose Valenzuela. Lost did, bad, and somehow they robbed. But why? But I told you why they did that. Another robbery, y'all. Uh, but I told. Why did they do that? To set up the play. I keep telling you, man, about the play. You're telling me the play <laughs> was what? The play was Tank. I already know. You Let's get Tank, me. somebody who can't punch, who could sell some tickets, who's gonna talk some crap, and get knocked out. I already know what it was. So, you know that 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 was a setup. That was a fake left go right. Fake left, go right. And everybody's going to fall for it. A lot of robberies this year. I saw people saying stuff like, 
Cambosis winning over Maxi Hughes was the biggest robbery of the year. Shut up. Definitely not. Shut up. Far from it. There's like two or three more robberies that are way bigger than that robbery. Guys are nuts. But that was a robbery, nonetheless. It was. These guys are freaking nuts. It was a robbery. It was a close fight, but clearly Maxi Hughes did what he had to do to win. But, you know, no one knows Maxi Hughes. Nobody knows him. What about the Nate Diaz, John? That fight coming up. What? Jake Paul. Let's you can talk about that. I ain't talking about that. You're not going to watch August I'm not going to say a thing. No. I've never watched Jake Paul, any this of Jake Paul's fights. A, this guy's a Look hater. at him. He's drinking Prime right now. I drink Prime. He's drinking strawberry watermelon Prime. Prime, Prime Logan Paul, and KSI. Say what you said the other day about Prime. I want them to sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Jake here, hey, Jake here to stay, man. You can talk about this stuff. I'm not talking about this stuff. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz is going to fight August 5th. Um, I think that you look, man. I don't know if Nate's always talked like that. Like, like what? What does he talk like? <laughs> like, like you know, like like Nate's a little older, but I did hear that Nate went in there and sparred like twelve rounds his first day of training. So this look, man, this may be a real good fight. They got a real guy on them. And why am I to think that Nate going that Jake gonna just hit him with a big right hand, knock him out cold? <laughs> just because that happened to what's the name doesn't mean it's gonna happen to him. You know. It's look. In other news, Nate Diaz, mm-hmm. the same guy that beat. Did he beat Conor McGregor twice or once? Beat him once. Conor came back and beat him. Conor beat him the second time. I think so. Yeah. All I remember is Conor being on the floor getting beat up pretty bad. That's what I remember about that one. Let me let me. Cause I don't remember what happened with that one. But what I do know is that Nate Diaz is a tough guy. But I have a feeling that Nate Diaz hasn't fought in years. Why do I feel like that? Why do I feel like, ladies and gentlemen, why do I feel like Nate Diaz, the MMA fighter that's crossing over into boxing, hasn't fought in box, hasn't ever fought in boxing, and it hasn't fought in a million years? Why do I feel like that? <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, boxes yes, do. yes. Ah, ah, Nate Diaz on box rep. Zero KOs, zero wins, zero losses, zero KOs by zero losses by knockout, zero draws. Ah. Yeah, that's a great fight for Jake Paul, who has six wins and one loss. That's a great fight for him, right? Yeah, man. Jake getting off, man. Jake, you do boxing right, the right way. Nate Diaz's official UFC record is 22 wins, 13 losses, zero draws. Nate Diaz's last fight was, okay, all right, okay. It hasn't been years, but it's going to be a year he hasn't fought since Tony Ferguson. That's not as egregious as I thought. You beat him? He beat Tony Ferguson. He beat Tony Ferguson by a guillotine choke in round four. Mm. Before that, he lost unanimous decision to Leon Edwards. Leon didn't knock him out? No. That's pretty good. And before that, he lost to Masvidal by knockout. In That's, 2019. Um, yeah, Mezzo did not come out. So he's been fighting. He, he's been fighting. Uh, he's been fighting once a year. You know, two times after that. Once you know, once a year. Next two years. Okay. However, Nate Diaz has not ever fought in boxing. So you can just get in there and just throw punches, right? And let's see this. Nate Diaz also won by choke, won by majority decision, won by choke, won by decision, won by punches, won by choke. 
Yeah, he's like a sloppy punch. one by a choke. Like, yeah, again. yeah, like oh, yeah. one by a choke again. So he wins by a choke a lot. Yeah, this this is wrong, bro. But Andre Ward did say that he was one of the hardest guys he ever sparred, though. Since two thousand nine, most of his wins are by choke. Do you submission think, wins? Do you think that Nate Diaz can get get past that right hand and land some shots on Nate on, on uh, Jake Paul and not Jake Paul? I feel out. like saying get past the right hand is just a trick question because I think. Nate Diaz is definitely on the block punches with his face. Can he take Notoriously the right a tough man. Can he take the right hand? I think no. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, man? You got Nate or Jake? Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Jake Paul, man. I think Jake Paul because this guy's an MMA. He's really good against MMA guys. Dude, that man's, <laughs> that man's an MMA killer. He's an MMA slayer. He's really that good against MMA guys. That man is an MMA killer, man. He's going to whoop him with MMA guys. He got the MMA guys so hot. He got a man, too, bro. He got some skin. Uh, yo, it's not fair what he's doing, man. They got <laughs> to stop him, man. Last thing. How? What is? Okay. Okay. That's wrong what he's doing to them guys, man. Uh, what is his age? It's got to be 38, 39, man. Yeah. Yeah. 40? 41? 38, you said it. That's a good age. Okay. 38 years of age, born in the 80s. He's fighting the 26-year-old Jake Paul. All right, look, man. Hey, look. You better get him out there early. Can I say this? Mm -hmm. Shout-outs to Conor McGregor for never fighting Jake Paul. Shout-outs to you for ignoring him. Ignoring how he razzes you and gets clout off you. You know, he said that's why he's fighting him because he dissed Conor McGregor's wife. He said he didn't like that. That's not nice. What do you say about his wife? Nate, Nate says something about he cheats on his wife and he brought his wife into it, which was very just wrong. And uh, he was like, yo, I'm never, I, that, that's, that's why I want to fight that guy. Like, somebody shut him up. Keeps talking bad about MMA fighters. Which is <laughs> wrong, man. Like, stop talking about them guys like that, man. Yo, what's up with Tim, man? Tim Bradley. Timothy Bradley is a wild boy. <laughs> I think what he's doing is boosting up ESPN ratings, though. Yeah, he's starting to bring like a lot of snacks out on, on, on the thing. On the, yeah, last time it was a ding dong. It was a ding dong last time. What was it this time? I don't know. What this time, so I see him go, yo, uh, he goes, he goes, Mark, I got something for you. <laughs> he puts it on the desk, but the camera is like panned out, so you can't see what the snack is, but it's like a container. And then I see Mark's, Mark's like, yo, Mark puts it away. He brings it back. I was like, Mark, Mark, I got some for you. And Mark Carrico seems very upset about it, right? Like, he says, he goes, he goes, looks over to Timothy Bradley and goes, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out, man. I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> What's that about? And then he goes, then, then Timothy Bradley is just laughing, laughing, laughing. Then he brings it back out, puts it on the other side of the, of, of the, of the desk. Mark Carrico starts just looking, like, staring into, like, the space. And they pan in on it, and it says these nuts. Yeah, <laughs> these nuts. Wait, did he, didn't he tell Mark hold this for me? He said, Mark, hold this for me. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Tim, man, Tim, that was wild, bro. You bought yo yo. I don't know if the guy was supposed to pan in on, on a can of D's nuts. Where did he even get D's nuts that product? Like, <laughs> did he buy it on, uh, online or something? <laughs> Yo. 
I hope that you, don't take that out of him. Don't fire Tim. Don't get that was hilarious. And Mark, I hope Marcus. I feel like Marcus really upset though. Yeah, his yeah, he, he his whole body stiffened up. He went to HR. Like somebody talked about his family or something. He really got upset about that. He he stopped talking for a while too. He this just, probably hasn't been the first time. No, then he tried to say because the next the next segment was the hand wrap situation, which we also have to touch on. Oh yeah, well, anyway, double stacking. Um. So he started talking about the hand wrap situation, explaining that what now you're in a way the monster, what he's been doing since the beginning of his career, or well, since his fights have been televised and we've seen the footage of him wrapping his hands, is he wraps tape around his hand. You might not understand the significance of this if you don't understand hand wrapping, but he wraps tape around his hand first, <laughs> then gauze around the tape, then more tape out around the gauze, um, and so on. And it it's said to it's said to lead to a very hard cast like hand wrap. When the the purpose of hand wraps is to protect the fighter's hand, not to protect or not to fortify the fist uh, in order to hurt your opponent. It's just to protect the fighter's hand. But uh, it's called stacking, double stacking, double stacking. But but this is the this is the thing. It's legal in Texas. Legal in Vegas. It's legal in Japan. Um, and Stephen Fulton's camp came out saying, "Yo, and look, Vegas. and in Las Vegas, I said Vegas. His, his camp, his camp came out saying that he's doing something illegal and stacking, and I don't know. It kind of seemed like like some scary stuff to me. Like you know, they were scared of now he had his power. Anyway, Timothy Bradley brings this up, and he's very alarmed by it, and says that there's something wrong with it. And Mark Kriegel says that's the first thing he says after the D's nuts incident. He says, "Are you are you are you accusing now in a way of cheating?" Like almost like trying to incriminate Timothy yeah. Bradley, <laughs> like trying to get him in a get, bad position. Get him fired or something. <laughs> I don't know what that. But it, it it seemed facetious to me. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like they should just laugh that off, man. I'd have been pissed off too. Actually, should not want. If he handed you these nuts, yeah, I'd have been like, yo, you hold these nuts. The last time I watched ESPN before that, he pulled out a ding dong and said that. What he he. He he compared something or someone to a ding dong. Hard on the outside. Soft. Soft. Listen, that was it was a fight. He what disrespect fight? somebody real Who bad. was it? Stuff. Oh, oh, it was it was was it Chris Martin? It was Chris Martin saying that once Jared Anderson gets on the inside, yeah, he's gonna be soft on inside. Jared, that, that fight didn't go nearly that way at all. By the way, no, Tim. it didn't. Yeah, he's been doing props a lot lately. A lot of props. So this time <laughs> was it was it these Kennedy's yeah. Hold these nuts. I'm thinking, they, man, they, they must argue a lot or something. Something's, something's up about them guys off camera because nah. if they had a good relationship, that's something to laugh off. But he did also antagonize Andre Ward, too. Kriegel? No, Timothy Bradley. <laughs> Tried to go Andre Ward into an argument. Andre Ward was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, Tim. Like, I see you're trying to turn us in the first take, but I'm, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, I like called him out with that one. Yeah, yeah, he called him, he called him lunging, yeah. he called him lunging. Yeah, I see you trying to turn this to Bigs versus Bigs, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't watch Bigs versus Bigs. We got to line this stuff up, man. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, listen, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another episode of Bigs versus Bigs. Next time episode, we'll be breaking down the Crawford versus Spence fight, man, which is gonna be crazy and. uh this is the fight. This is the fight. And we're going to see exactly who's right and who's wrong. I feel like something crazy is going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Tune in, y'all. Tune in. Watch our fight. Again, countrybox247.com to watch the Biggs Brothers fight the first, our first doubleheader in the States. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for the love, man. Biggs out. The Biggs vs. Biggs podcast was brought to you by your creators and hosts, Kristen Biggs and Justin Biggs. Executive producers, Letitia Biggs, Aaron Freeman, Westworld Productions, and Valerie Wright. Co-host and production manager, Chanel Blackman. Audio editor, Eric Ryloff. Opening announcement by Jack Thriller. Sound design, mix, and master, James Oliva. And special thanks to our friends and partners at Revolt TV, Aki Garrett, Patty Reyes, and JJ West. Bigs versus Bigs out. Or out of here. Bigs versus Bigs out. No, I said Bigs versus Bigs out. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Dr. Shonda. And Chanel. And we're here from the The Double Dose Podcast. Podcast. We are one set of twins. With two different perspectives. We both have faced many challenges in career, life, and relationships. And we are transparent about how we've relied on our faith to overcome them. If you want to hear us discuss current events, pop culture, and relationships, and everything else in between, tune tune in to the The Double Double Dose Podcast. Podcast. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip-hop, powered by by creators. creators. (laughs)